Bulldog Radio Network proudly presents the Coach Gray Show on 102.7 KPGZ, Carney's community radio station. And now, here are the stars of the show, Mike Davis and Coach Josh Gray. High snap, Stevens uh, is going to run for it. He has an opening on the far side. He's got the first down at the 40-yard line. He's out to the 50, crosses midfield. He is brought down at the 45-yard line. An excellent fake, and the Smithville Warriors were completely off guard. That's the kind of play I was talking about, Jim, when you know there are coaches inside of the coaches' room at night on the weekends, and they're drawing that sort of thing up. And I mean to tell you, there was nobody on the Smithville defense, on the Smithville receiving team, that thought he was going to do anything but punt that ball. And welcome to the Coach Gray Show. That was a call from the other night. It was a fake punt that was well called by Jim Dickerson, who's sitting with me today. I'm Mike Davis, your host of the Coach Gray Show, along with Coach Gray. Coach Josh Gray, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Appreciate uh, having me back. It's always a good time and and love visiting with you. There you go. Uh, I got to tell you, when we saw the fake punt, uh, it just it made me feel like that was going to be the change of the game. That's those kinds of plays that make you say, now this is where you can a, a team can really take over and the momentum can shift. Unfortunately, yep, uh, we know that the season ended up uh, in, in a way that we really weren't counting on. But uh, you ended up eight and three overall. Is that right? Yes, sir. Uh, it it could have been better, but it could have been worse. But I got to tell you, we saw a lot of really really good football. How, just uh, give us your assessment of the overall season and. Um, obviously knowing the way it ended up, but just give us, give us a sense of uh, kind of the way you, you reflect back on it. You know, obviously most of the time there's only one team that ends up uh, finishing the season that's, you know, really happy, and that's usually the state champion. Um, you know, I think our, our, our team did a great job this year. I'm, I'm very proud of, of, of everything that, that, they, that they did and that, that we accomplished. It, you know, we ended up, um, you know, a little shorter than what we had planned on, what we, you know, ultimately work for. Um, we start back, you know, in the early spring, winter time and, and right. going through things and, and kind of starting things up. You know, we uh, uh, we put a lot of work in. The kids do a tremendous job of being dedicated to the program and dedicated to what it takes um, to get things done. And, and you know, um, there's a lot of sacrifice made from that point <laughs> up until, you know, the end of the season. And, right. Um, our kids did a tremendous job throughout all of our workouts, our summer workouts, our camps, uh, the weight room, um, and did a, just a tremendous job in preparation for the season and, and really accomplished a lot of great things. And, and some of those things, you know, uh, obviously you're, you're playing to win and, and that's always the, you know, each week that's, you're preparing to win and go on to the next game. And, you know, in the playoffs, it's a, a you know, winner checking in, uh, type of thing. And, you know, I think a lot of things that uh, maybe the community or fans, you know, don't see behind the scenes of what great student athletes that we have, um, you know, that they don't see necessarily on a Friday night. You know, the things that they do in the community, um, being great role models, um, you know, going around to the elementary schools. Our seniors go around to the elementary schools and do a reading program with um, and read to uh, the elementary kids. Um, and they love that. Um, you know, they, they do things outside of being on a Friday night on the football field right. or even at, at practice. Um, you know, they're great mentors. They go around um, different schools and, and help out in classrooms um, and just do a tremendous job of, of uh, you know, being outstanding young men. And, you know, uh, overall, you know, to kind of go back to your question about the season and sure. recap it, you know, um, you know, Eight and three does not reflect the uh, the accomplishments that that they did. And, no and no eight, doubt about eight that. Eight and three is a right. um, is is a great you know is you know everybody wants to be you know fifteen and zero mm-hmm. or fourteen and you know whatever the case right. is. And um, but that that record doesn't show what this group and this this team this year's team mm-hmm. uh, did as a whole. Um, you know we ended up short. You know there's things that that we've got to, as a program, uh, improve on before next year. Um, coaching wise, uh, you know, there's always things as, you know, and I, and I don't know if I'm there yet <laughs> to, to, uh, you know, the, the wound's still a little fresh. 
um, as it is for the, for everybody. Um, uh, but you know, I think the thing is, you know, the bottom line is, is that we got to go back to work. Um, and that, you know, reflecting time will come upon us, upon me anyways, pretty shortly here and, and go back through the season and what needs to get tweaked. What need do we, what do we need to work on, uh, to get ourselves better for next year? Um, as we, as we, as we move forward and, and, you know, that, that is not necessarily, um, you got to take a look at yourself. You got to take a look at what, what you do, um, on a day in day out basis. Um, and how can we make ourselves better next year? Um, as we, as we move forward and, you know, by golly, we're going to do that. And, and, you know, our, our, you know, when we talked about better early on in the season, Mm -hmm. what that means and excellence is, is one of the, one of the words in better. And, uh, you know, we're always striving to, to, to be excellent and what can we do, um, as a whole to get us to that point to where, uh, we need to be. And, um, and that's, that's regardless if you're a 15 and O team or a, you know, whatever you're at one and you know, you, you win one game. I think that's, that's something that you do, um, Mm -hmm. as you reflect upon the program and what you're doing and what you need to do to, to get things to that next level. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we'll, we'll, we'll take forward from this and, and, and moving forward. And, you know, I know our staff is, you know, and this base, you know, ready to, to accept what we need to do and, Mm -hmm. and, and go on from there. Well, I will say that the team definitely has a lot to be proud of. I mean, we, you know, you talked about eight and three, but one of the things Mike brought up last week was um, on the eight side of it. Right. Those, what was the, and it wasn't us that said it was in an article. No, I think Max perhaps had a quote um, for the number of, for lack of a better word, beat downs. Uh, I forget the the word. Yeah. Yeah. Decisive or. Right. I forget what they said, but the point being is. Um, you know, there was a lot in those eight. Those eight were very well played games and very definitive. How's that for a good word? There you go. Yeah. And then, um, you know, on the three side, I mean, those were all they were close. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I think you know, overall, looking back at the year, it's great. It was a great year. It was. Um, you know, and then for those of you that are watching on uh, Facebook Live, you probably see some extra people in the studio, and you might be thinking, "Who are those? Guys? Who are these guys?" <laughs> some people are probably going, "I know who right. they are," and others are like, "Nope, yep. never seen them before because they don't have a helmet on." Right. But uh, Coach Grady, you want to introduce uh, who's sitting here and why are they here? We, well, <laughs> we were for, they, they were invited. It was it worked Indeed out well. They were. We, we have uh, our four captains: Patrick Connery, Dakota Amu, Aaron Hoffman, and Chopper Mordecai. Uh, in studio today we were able to uh, uh, get them out and uh, be a part of the show today it's pretty big treat to have them uh, well we are come up here you better believe it we are really happy to have both you guys in here Uh, Patrick we've got you and Dakota sitting in with us we're going to visit with Chopper and Aaron Hoffman here in a minute but uh, or actually a few minutes we'll we'll have you here for the for this segment but uh, you know, I, I think uh, more than anything, one one of the things I enjoy when we call your numbers is that um, it it just uh, we we've met both of you. We met you in uh, in an interview, uh, post game interview after a couple of games, and you really get a sense of the kind of of kind of people that you are and the and the good citizens, as the coach pointed out, and we see it, and it shows uh, what just from from the way that you behave in the interview and the way that you, you know, that, that, that it, it just shows and it, and it comes out and we appreciate it. And I think it's, uh, it says a lot about the program. Uh, but I wanted to, to talk to both of you and Dakota, I think I'm going to start with you because I'm most curious about a guy who can throw a football the way you do. Uh, number one, do you play baseball? I do not I actually haven't ever. Okay, that I find that fascinating because it seems to me you might want to give it a try. But on <laughs> Maybe. on, on the, I don't know about right, but the other thing that I was real curious about was what what point in your young life did you decide? You know what? I can throw a football like a missile, and I think I'd be pretty good at this game. Well, the first time I thought that I could play quarterback, uh, I was in fourth grade, and I was in flag for the first whatever all my elementary school days so then i went out for pop warner at mm-hmm. first and then I, I was at wide receiver i think and and then like someone overthrew a ball and i went and fetched it and i i just 
<laughs> it was an accident. Chucked it back, and it went pretty far. <laughs> and everybody so, in the field was like, after that, then what I started just happened? quarterback after that. That's and, awesome. So did, they, I, did, I, they, did I, they just sign you up that minute? And they say, wait a minute, we're, we're going to make a, sh- a change here, a little, little shift in our in our roster. Actually, that's pretty much what they did. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. goodness. And so, uh, for, let's see, fourth grade, that would have made you, what, 10, 10 years old yeah. or so? Yeah. So yeah. what happened to the kid that was the quarterback? Uh, he, he played kind of walk over and go wide receiver. Fever after that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We switched. So uh, going back to what Mike said, you know, on the baseball thing, there is a guy that plays football now uh, for the He's in the NFL, I think, Patrick. Yeah, what's his name? Mahomes. Uh, I think, yeah. Is that yeah, it? Well, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if everybody's talking about him or anything. I think, if I recall, he, I know this to be true, quit looking at me like that. But anyway, <laughs> um, he played baseball for a long time yeah, and then switched right. over. So you might, maybe you maybe. never know. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we also have Patrick Connery in studio, and uh, I think if there was one number that we've called more than any other number, uh, it would probably be yours, Patrick, because uh, number 34, for for whatever reason, just seems to be able to get loose even, uh, and this is where I noticed it, Jim, and you might remember this. Well, actually, we didn't call this game. It was an away game that I was there just trying to get a, a sense of who these players are, and it was the Staley game. And what I noticed was... You would have eight, ten players on top of you, just all of them trying to make the tackle. And all of a sudden, in fact, we saw this happen the other night, I would see number 34 squirt out of the crowd, and, and, and you're downfield another 10 or 15 yards. I mean, that was the most amazing thing. Jim, am I right? No, that's absolutely right. So how in the world, and, you know, and we know we're looking at you, you're not a great big guy. But the power that you have and the ability, the shiftiness that you have to move from side to side uh, is, is, a, is an amazing thing. And I would ask you the same thing. When did you kind of decide that, hey, you know what, uh, I'm pretty good at this game and I might want to play football, <laughs> you know, all the way through if possible? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, as a young kid, I played catch with my father. So just uh, naturally always been uh, just having a football in my hand, I guess. And then uh, a lot of it just came with uh, practice and uh, just getting better, I mean. As my freshman year, I'd say, probably was the, the time I learned a lot, especially uh, just uh, I played scout team. So uh, I ran the other team's uh, offense, and uh, most of the time I'd get the ball, and you just have to learn how to just uh, get out of the way, I guess. Right. In better words, because uh, you got some big boys coming in at you yes. as a freshman, and you're playing against seniors. It's, uh, it's a little scary, so you just... Just try to get out of the way. Right. Go ahead, Coach. <laughs> when, when he got bumped up during the playoff run, I think this is what you're talking about. And actually, they all got bumped up to mm-hmm. practice with the varsity, and he was our scout. He was the scout team running back, um, and was running against obviously the, our defense. Right. And the goal is always. I mean, I always told that the goal is to make get get the defense and not in trouble, but you know, see where we're misaligned or what you know what's yes. going on. Yes. And being very frustrated when Pat was the running back, I remember. <laughs> the, I remember it like it was just yesterday mm-hmm. of him. All of a, just like you said, uh, getting you think you got him hemmed up, and then all of a sudden, right. bloop, he comes out the back door, and, yes. and he's gone for a touchdown, and we're standing around there, what in the tarnation <laughs> right. happened, and, uh, you know. Well, one of the things I noticed that, from the high school level anyway, you do a great job of letting your blocks line up in front of you before you go. Everybody, Even at the pro level, you see guys that just, they can't wait, and they go rushing in, and everything hasn't set up, but you do a great job of, of set, letting everything set up and develop like it's supposed to. Is that something that kind of came naturally to you, or how did you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, back back to the freshman year, honestly, uh, my, my one of my freshman coaches, you know, they always they also come help with practices uh, mm-hmm. during the postseason. And uh, he's like, why, why, why are you now starting to follow your blockers? And, like, you didn't follow them all the, the whole season for the freshman season. And I was just like, because I don't want to get hit, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> got to stay behind them to, to, to stay safe. So. Right. Uh, I mean, just uh, I mean, it's kind of like your, the style, your style of running, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you just kind of acquire it with uh, just uh, doing, just playing. Right. So uh, Dakota, I'll, I'll, if you want to step up to the mic here for a second, because one of the things that I uh, really enjoy seeing is when Patrick uh, rolls out of the backfield and uh, and you guys are, are throwing a pass because generally people are looking for number thirty four to come out of the backfield with the ball tucked under his arm, and uh, and then all of a sudden. You're wide open, Patrick, and then 
all of a sudden I see this ball just come darting and right into your hands. And uh, I, what do you guys talk about? Are there things in the huddle that you say, you know what, I'm just going to get open. I'm just going to sit right down here on the seam and just you know hit me over here on the right hand side. Don't coach. Well, I, I was going like to say, I don't, the room. I don't think he wants to hear that. <laughs> All right, well, I want to be 100 percent honest. I mean, our <laughs> coaches always say that doing something your way is the wrong way. But Pat and I, there was a time, there was a few times where I turned back to him and I just said, "Run a wheel or a fade or mm -hmm. go," and he did it. And we actually. Connected a lot of the time, right, uh, Coach? Yeah. Were, did you get a lecture when you got back? Where he I think was everyone like, was just happy. It was, it was a big play. <laughs> nice play. Don't yeah. ever do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I had to know something like that would happen in the huddle, and and I I'm, I'm guessing too that there are times in the huddle when uh, when more than the play call is, is being spoken, and and I think. Uh, there are good times when those kinds of conversations happen, and there are bad times. Uh, let me know, are there some, some times that you can recall that, uh, that stand out in your mind over the course of this season where you guys were all kind of talking about something besides the exact play call? Uh, like, we had some issues with our snap count, mm -hmm. and at times our center would just snap it, and I wouldn't even see. And, mm -hmm. so, so, and then other times I'd do the wrong snap count so i feel like if we had any issues it was with that and we, i don't know it was always well always to, to follow up on that and i know we're coming up on a break but to follow up on it so you guys are clearly pretty close friends off the field so is there ever a time where you're um i mean it's easy to go man that was great you did that you ever yell at each other like i was supposed to go left anything like that no you don't want to admit it <laughs> i don't really think no, so not really. I, mean, uh, we're, I don't know i think we're you just doing to. our trying to do our jobs most of the time so like yeah i don't know yeah i don't think we i mean we know what what, what is uh what's happening and there's like a lot of options especially for you know dakota right and myself so it's not like we're harping on each other for something that was like something very small that was missed and also as as what patrick i mean he started as a sophomore and i, I came in and started as a junior so this year we just focused on leading everyone and not really harping on each other. We just tried to lead the yep. whole offense as a group. It, it shows. We are having a great time here today on the Coach Gray Show. We've got four of the captains from the Kearney Bulldogs in studio with us today. Stay with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be right back after these short messages. Amu swings out, looking to throw, looks downfield. He's got Stevens in the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown, Bulldogs, on a 38-yard pass play. That's Amu to Stevens. how it's done, Jim. That's exactly how it's done. You're a team that's down. It's 6.30 to go in the third quarter, 17 to nothing. You send your best player down into the end zone on a go route, and you put the ball right on his numbers for the touchdown. Well, I wish it was that easy every play. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Go ahead. That's coach. true. No, that's <laughs> they make uh, they they make us look good sometimes. Well, there's no doubt about they do a good that. Job. When you when you hear those replays, can you picture it? Do you, oh yeah. Do you envision with yep. that exact play? The yeah. Good, yeah. The good with the bad. Yeah. No. There's 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 no <laughs> doubt about that. Um, we were talking a little bit about uh, some of the things that you guys talk about in the huddle and so forth, and uh, I think we mentioned off the air that uh, both uh, Dakota and Pat, you guys both played in uh, pop, well, the early, early uh, league football, which is part of the feeder program that takes you up to the varsity level here in Kearney, Missouri. So as I understand it, the, the play calling is somewhat similar, at least the offensive, uh, the, the uh program is pretty much the same but some of the ter terminology mm -hmm. is different yep we, so go yeah, ahead coach. no we just yeah that that's the one thing that's nice about uh one school and one town and and one you know essentially one program right um you know our pop warner and and even our uh other uh flag football programs do a great job in educating the uh the young kids on football and right. having a good time and and learning it and enjoying it so that you know as the time goes through, that eventually they obviously come up to us um, at the high school uh, high school level and, and do a great job. So yeah. So did you, Pat, when you uh, 
moved up a level or two, or let's just say by the time you got to your freshman year, uh, was the play calling terminology, uh, and could you understand it at that point, or did you have to kind of brush up on some things, or did you feel like you really understood the system? Uh, you definitely get a sense for it. Uh, but, yeah, no, for sure, some of the terminology is different. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot more plays at the varsity level than uh, than uh, at the freshman level. So, you know, still still some stuff to learn, but a lot of it is similar. So. Right. And uh, Dakota, how much were you throwing the ball in? Uh, when did you really start throwing the ball? At what level? What age group? Uh, f- honestly, fourth grade is my first year. Really? Mm-hmm. So, and and about uh, how? What percentage would you say were you passing the ball ball versus just simple runs? Well, we, back in the day, we only had one play, and it was throw <laughs> as far as I could. We did that on the on the I'm I'm serious on the first play of every. Uh, Little league game. Mm-hmm. Our first play was always a fade. <laughs> I, I don't think so opposing don't coaches, we, right? <laughs> yeah. and opposing coaches knew what was going to happen, and they still couldn't defend yeah. it. I, I, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. So, as you guys, uh, as you guys get ready to move on, what, what would be your advice for the younger guys that are coming up? Because those guys are, you know, moving into your spots and all that. What, what would you tell them uh, to kind of help them into next year? Uh, take, take nothing for granted. I mean. Uh, there's, I mean, you really got nothing to lose, you know. If you, I mean, just try your hardest and do it. Do what the what we what the coaches tell you. And, mm-hmm. I mean, because what they're preaching is true. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta work for what you want, and you gotta. I mean, you got your brothers next to you. You right. got you got people to help you along the way, mm-hmm. you know. So. And then that includes all of the off-season work, all oh, of yeah. the all of the weight work. When when did you start lifting weights? What age? A freshman year, for sure. There you go. Get, yeah. yeah, getting it started. Uh, so so really, that's uh, coach. I would I would imagine that's. Uh, and I guess, and I know you're not a doctor, but I'm going to say medically and, and from a physiological point of view, is that about the right time to start heavy yeah, weightlifting? We start, uh, we do a lot of body weight stuff early on um, in the summertime uh, with the getting them the to be eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and that's across the board. That's not just football. Um, you know, the, the weight, the summer weights is for any athlete. And, um, you know, and I think that's why a lot of our successes there is due to their dedication to the weight room and, and getting as many athletes into the weight room in the summer and get them hooked and, mm-hmm. and learning proper technique and proper, um, you know, lifting and, right. and, and all that, the, the, and conditioning and, and agilities and, and all of that throughout the summer right. um, really is kind of a step ahead and, and get as many as we can in. And to get that buy-in from, you know, the other sports as well is great. Sure. And that, that definitely helps. And so early on and is just, really technical body movement and mm-hmm. body uh, body body squats and a lot of you know body weight exercises that we do and um, agility stuff with that that young group and as they grow through um, you know as they get older then they start learning you know movements with the bar and movements you know with lightweight or not even a bar and, and just mm-hmm. plates or or dumbbells or whatever mm-hmm. um, we have them doing and until they can you know there's got to be a process of starting out. <laughs> You know right. where you're learning it technique first, and 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 gradually going through. Then, then by the time they're seniors, then you know, it's it's they've, they've yeah. You it. just used Full a bunch go. of terms I'm not familiar yeah. with. Weight room, <laughs> lifting, bar, <laughs> exercise, bar I've heard of. Uh, exercise, <laughs> squats. Not sure what that is either. <laughs> but uh, so okay, are we switching? I, them out? I think we're going to switch out too. Uh, so Brian's motionist. We're going to bring in two of the other guys. Uh, while we do that, I think Brian's got a clip from last week's game. Yep. The Kearney Bulldogs defense uh, really needs to make a stand here. They need to get the ball back. They need to keep their momentum, and they need to they need to score again, obviously. Yeah, no doubt about it, Jim. Uh, it, it just seems to me that uh, until – the, the guys on the corners and the linebackers can can get cut their way through those blockers who are out in front of the playmakers. Uh, this 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 could be a, a long. Oh, another great. Semantic. Oh, oh my God! Stolen. Semantic threw across the middle. That's number three. Xander Kemp. Xander Kemp took the ball away right out of Garrett, Garrett Thompson's Thompson. hands. He absolutely just grabbed the ball away from him. 
Can you tell we were caught off there's guard? There's nothing like we had no idea what happened. We we were trying to figure it out for about a second. And there he ran down the field. It was like, yeah, that was the uh, I would call that uh, that could have almost been a felony the way he stole that football. But it, yeah, that was amazing. That was one of those fun plays to to call, and especially you know it was very surprising. Too. Well, well, and that was on our side of the field, so that was far away from you. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you tell what happened, or did it take you a while to? I thought he originally had picked it. Oh, okay. Um, that he ended up coming down, but mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, it's funny because we we talk about working turnover drill, and that's you know we work we talk about stripping the ball, and, right? You know, a lot of times some of those strip drills turn into you know their partner as they they go through that turns into them just kind of taking the ball from them, mm-hmm. and uh, hey, that worked. It, it did. You know, that's it, it, that's it, why it, we try to drill the things that we're going to come encounter with and. Uh, Xander did a great job there, obviously. It was cool. We've got Chopper Mordecai and Aaron Hoffman in studio with us today. For those of you who are watching on Facebook Live, you can see their wonderful faces here. We're so glad to have you guys here. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Uh, And I'm going to start with you, Chopper, because one of the things that I noticed, and I am going to just visit just briefly with you about last Friday night's game, because there was something that I saw that, uh, that bothered me all night long. And if you listen to our replay of the broadcast, you'll hear me talk about it. And that was the uh, the sort of uh, the, the three wide receiver set uh, that frustrated the daylights out of me, and I can well imagine that it frustrated you some because what I saw was two very capable blockers out front that did a really nice job of protect, protecting their uh, the athlete or the guy that you know what I'd call you know their hands guy the the, the guy that gets the ball basically, and uh, it just was so frustrating to see how well they blocked. And I I'm just wondering what were you thinking as you saw that? And it was the same play oftentimes, and often to the same side. And now you're in the middle. I get that, and that's sometimes the cornerback's job, or you're gonna you're gonna have a, a, a strong side. Uh, one, one of the linebackers come over and and hopefully help out. But what did you see? Was did you see some of the same thing? As, as that as those plays were happening, get right in that microphone. There you go. Yeah, so they uh, they found some success early on some certain plays, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously they went back to them, and they just did a they did a good job of uh, executing in something we didn't do a great job of. Well, I yeah, I mean, and, and that's the the point is not to say that you didn't do a great job because we watched you play football all year long, and you you heard us talk earlier about about the success of the season, and I think it is it it should be uh, remembered as a successful season, but. When you see some things like that happening, if I sense the frustration, I can well imagine what it feels like when you're down there on the field and you're going, you know what, I know it's coming. I know it's coming, and we're going to see if we can fix this thing. I will tell you this. One of the other things that I noticed, and Jim and I talked about it, and I think it was more toward the end of the game, you were playing like a man possessed on defense. And those were the words that I used. If you listen to the replay, you'll hear it. And there were a couple of plays where I don't know how you got into the backfield of the Smithville Warriors as quickly as you did. And what I noticed, the other thing I noticed, in fact, I saw some some pictures of these guys when I was looking for photos this morning for our promotion on uh, mm-hmm. social media. I saw some pretty good sized fellas on the offensive line at Smithville. Those were some big guys. How did you get past some of those guys so quickly? Uh, just constant reps in practice of, uh, you know, practicing like you play, I guess. We go, Coach Gray does a good job of preparing us and seeing uh, the other team's offense. So he gets us in like a like a robot, mm-hmm. just seeing those plays over and over again. And um, at the end of the game, it was just, I mean, you don't perform now. I mean, you may never perform again. So just kind of kicked in. Right. Go ahead, Jim. Well, so going back, how do we we asked the other guys this too? But how did you get started in football? What got your interest going, and where did you where did you start? Uh, my dad played football in high school and college. So as soon as I was born, he does this tradition with um, me and my brother, and then all his uh, nephews. He puts a football in the crib, and so. That's well, just... that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds do you, like. Do you still have that football? I sure do. Very cool. And your dad, for those who don't know, I believe he does something with the program too. What would that be? Uh, he films all the games for us. So yeah, we so. we met him in the press box one day. Yeah, he he stopped and, and made a point to say hello. And uh, and then I saw him. I think the the evening after the game that I brought you upstairs for the post game, uh, he was standing right there. And I, you didn't see me, but I was I was pointing to your to the to your back as we were walking up, and I gave him a big thumbs up. Just so he knew that, yeah, I got him. I got him here. 
But uh, we've also got Aaron Hoffman in here. And Aaron, uh, if you want to get right in front of that microphone there, if you can kind of get centered up on it, it'll probably sound better. There you go. And uh, I also uh, can remember calling your number quite a bit. But there were times when I would confuse you when you were in the backfield sacking a quarterback with number 97. Now, why do you suppose I made that mistake? Uh, we were back there a lot, both of us, all the time. <laughs> no doubt about that. I think, uh, get, get a little closer to that mic if you can. I think uh, that was probably some of the most fun that I had when I would see both you and Cade Hampton meet the quarterback and say, how do you do? I just thought that was kind of a fun little thing. Is that, did, would you say anything to that guy? <laughs> Don't you actually say that? How do you do? It was my turn. Like, my turn. Come on. That was my turn, Cade. What are you doing back there? It was my turn. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Well, you had a, a very successful season. Uh, do you know how many sacks that you have? Uh, I think it was probably eight or nine, somewhere in there. I think that's about right. I could probably go. I could look. In fact, I may look for it here in a minute after when Jim has. I'm sure he'll have a question for you. But uh, that is a uh, a position that I, I think defensive end is a position that has a lot of visibility. I think it's similar in in, a, in many ways to. Um, to a cornerback and in that you you're a little bit out there by yourself did you ever get that sense yeah yeah i got that a little bit right and where i think that if you make a mistake it's just painfully obvious to everybody because you're on the outside and everybody can see it especially if they're on the same side yeah uh and then i think uh being able to get to the quarterback because you're going to have you got to make a turn it's 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 rarely straight and if that right tackle is taking care of you if they're or if they've got a tight end out there that's going to be working against you You've got to make taking a little, little extra step. Getting from point A to point D, point B isn't always a straight line. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, you got to work on your moves and everything. There's multiple moves. You can either sometimes you get upfield far enough and you cut back inside and make to make that turn. Yeah. So if you if you were comparing yourself to someone, uh, let's do it at the professional level. Who would you? And I can tell you've already got somebody. Who would you? Who would you compare yourself to, or just somebody that I want to be like that? Uh, probably JJ Watt because he's always out there just beasting out in the end, going right around him. I thought you were going to say J.J. Watt because he gives back to the community in ways that... (laughs) (laughs) Aaron does that, too. That's true, too. Yeah, (laughs) very similar. But, uh, yeah, beasting. Yeah, that's that's what we saw, a lot of beasting out there. Uh, And it really is. It's so much fun to watch from from our vantage point. Uh, When did you uh, move into the defensive end position, and, and is that where you've always played? Well, when I first started Pop Warner, I started at linebacker, and then they realized I was a bigger kid, so they moved me to nose guard. Then when I, it turned out freshman year, I was playing linebacker, and through sophomore year, I was playing linebacker. And then last year, they made the made the switch. I was playing tight end and DN and everything. And this year, finally, just fully on DN, just made the switch over there this year. Right, and uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you line up occasionally as a tight end on offense. Occasionally, yeah. Right, right. And uh, are you... Are you kind of hoping to get the ball, or are you generally in there for blocking? Well, I, I think I only got in for one play, and they threw it to me, and I dropped it. So I was <laughs> expecting it. I think I remember that play, too. <laughs> that happens. But uh, terrific season. Congratulations on, on all the hard work that you did, and it really shows on the field. It absolutely does. So what what are, you, uh, what are your plans going forward? Do you know what you're going to do? or uh, I think I'm going to try and go to college somewhere and maybe play football or try and throw the javelin. Okay. Right. And, we and heard so, that. yeah, a lot of people don't realize that that you do something outside of football. So, well, I mean, how'd you get throwing the javelin? Well, they first brought it back to Missouri in my freshman year, and we were looking. They were looking. Coaches were looking for throwers they thought would be a good javelin thrower, and they asked me, and I went out there, and I guess I did all right at it. And they kept me there. So, uh, for those who don't know, did they teach you the or tell you the history of where the javelin throw came from? No, not really. No. <sighs> Well, I'll tell you I, what. I have nothing more. Let, let's take a break, and, and we'll come back. We're going to search Google here while we're taking our break. You're listening to The Coach Gray Show. We're having a great time. Stay with us. Amu comes. He's in the shotgun formation. He has three receivers split to the far side. He drops back looking to throw, looking over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's number three, Xander Kent. And Xander's going to be brought down at this six-yard line where he's forced out of bounds. Xander Kent caught that ball right in stride. It was a beautifully thrown ball by Dakota Amu. Nice job. He split the two defenders. 
and ran the ball down inside the five-yard line. This is a really nice, sorry, it's not inside the five, but it's darn close, Jim. They're in the red zone, and they're threatening. We'll see where that ball is placed. They're going to mark him down at the six-yard line. There it's going to go. be first and goal at the six. You're listening to the Coach Gray Show, and man, do I like to hear those replays. It just really brings the fun right back. You guys do a great job of calling the game. He just likes to hear his own voice. (laughs) You guys do a good job. Thank you, Coach. You're a very good job. We appreciate that. Hey, we had a question. Before we do that, we've got to answer the other one. Oh, Because we've got 400 people that want to know the javelin. What's what's the history of the javelin? The history of the javelin goes back to when they used to hunt for food. They would throw a javelin to, to hit the whatever, deer, squirrel. You they, name it. they used it to hit dinner, basically. <laughs> right, okay. So do you think you could hit a squirrel with the javelin? Um, if he's within 10 feet of me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then we also had another Facebook question. Uh, who was going to uh, – well, the question – Coach is going to answer it. The question is – got to get my old person glasses on. <laughs> uh, why didn't Aaron play both ways on both sides? So what we do and what we feel, um, our philosophy – uh, a lot of times, you know, we try to put the best guys on the field and be a, a uh, two-platoon system to where you have 11 starters on offense, defense, um, in that manner. Uh, there are some positions that will possibly overlap where we get, you know, somebody that uh, maybe can go both ways or will go both ways but take a rest on a certain side of the ball. Um, so we feel that having – Having 11 guys start, A, during practice, they're practicing one thing. Um, they're going to get better at that one position. Um, they are going to be able to, uh, through the longevity throughout the season of getting better at that one side of the ball, will overtake anything off, you know, as, as, they, as they go through the season off that. Um, so that, that's a lot of the reason why we, uh, we do a two-platoon system. Um, then we feel, you know, in the – end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter were a lot stronger um, by playing on one side of the ball. Um, so that that's, uh, you know, majority of the reasoning by why we run a two platoon system um, if we can. And, you know, uh, somebody that's practicing only one thing, the entire practice is throughout the season or throughout the, the year, obviously is going to get a lot better by only doing the one, one certain position. Yeah, and I think I think one of the things too. Correct me if this is wrong, but when you're younger, you play all these different positions because the the speed of the game is slower. The athletes that you're competing with are not as developed. As you get older, um, the games, the speed of the game is quicker, and your endurance and ability to be able to last a whole game because you're playing. The guys are bigger. Sure, I mean they're stronger and all that. So you got to be able to make make it right. longer and longer. The body just has to rest. Plus. To make it through the whole season doing that, and I mean, I think that's why when you get college level, you see less and less and less, and then to Absolutely. the point where you get to the NFL, you don't see any of that. Right. I mean, nobody plays both ways. offensive and defense. So, right. um, yeah, uh, well said, Jim. Uh, that's all I have to say I, about I, that. I know, and I'm curious. I have I have one more question about the javelin, but this as it relates to the javelin, I think there is an actual um, legal hunting weapon in the state of Missouri that you can kill a deer with that's called, and I think it's a, an arrow, a, a, a tattelai or adelai, or did, does that even ring a bell for you? No. I, I, <laughs> I can imagine that there's somebody out there that knows what I'm talking about because there, there's a guy out there. Does somebody out there know? Uh, say it again. Adelattle, that's exactly right. That was Patrick Connery. Yes, Patrick. Way thank out you in the that. hallway. Yes, <laughs> wealth so, of knowledge. And, and so just and thank you for saving my bacon, Patrick, because everybody else was thinking this guy has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> Most times I don't. In this particular case, I did. But yeah, it actually is a. a it's a, it's a bit of a spear, I guess that. Uh, that you can actually, and there's there are state records for for deer kills with it. So uh, there's just so you know, you you have something so else they, to aspire yeah. to yeah. when the hunting season starts. There and, you go, and indeed it's about to start. So Chopper, I think there's a couple of things I need to know from you, and one of those is, and I learned this real early. I think the very first time I met you, Coach, when we had you on the show here when we started the Coach Gray Show, um, somebody said your name is chopper and they they brought up your your given name and and coach didn't know who they were talking about tell us about how you got the name chopper um i was super fat when i was a baby like super fat 
So I, my dad I called me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> really? So my dad called me pork chop, and then it just kind of got shortened to chop, and then it ended up at chopper somehow. And and it's do your teachers call you chopper? Uh, some of them do, some of them don't. It just I don't know the ones that I'm comfortable with do. Right. And so so our audience knows what is your given name? Uh, Brett. I know. We see that from time to time, and I go, that's not his name. I see, We'll see it in, in some of the... Actually, I think that uh, some of the things I've seen online, they all refer to you as Chopper. Yeah. So not all of them. There are a few, and I see Brett, I go, no. No, that's not right. Do you want to hear the good news? Yes, do. The please. good news is, look how, for those of you who are on Facebook Live, look how fit he is now. So that's a tribute to your training program. That's a tribute to him. But you, <laughs> the work that he's done. You know but, what that tells guys but, like Mike and I is, they're saying there's a chance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We can come back to that fit. Look, hey, I, I don't to, know if that's possible. Well, that's probably not for us. We're too far <laughs> gone. But, um, Chopper, you did something that um, you did a, uh, and yours is the only one. I, everybody may have done it. I don't know. But you did kind of a farewell thing that you wrote, uh, which I thought was really neat. Uh, I read it. Um, shared it with us. Shared it with yeah. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a farewell to Carney and all that. What inspired you to do that? And then I'll ask you what I asked a couple of the other guys. What advice would you give to the younger guys coming up moving forward? So kind of what motivated me to do that is uh, like I'm just super thankful to play in a community like this um, uh, with the teammates that I have just because they work so hard and we're such a tight-knit group that, I mean, I don't think anything else could ever relate to like what we have here in Kearney and the fans. Um Friday night, we were talking about it earlier. It was just, right. it was insane. The, it's insane the amount of support we have here in Kearney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And I think that's a great answer. I mean, it, it you look, it's so obvious. I mean, it really is. And we, we feel the, uh, you can feel the energy on Friday night. We get there real early to get set up and we do some other things and we've got to do some prep work before we even go on the air. But uh, as the stadium starts to fill up, we get you get exactly that that feeling, and people are, are excited about it. So, uh, and and I will tell you this too: as uh, as I got older and further and further away from being a, a part of, of a varsity team in high school, one of the things that I look back on most fondly, and I'm still very good friends with a bunch of those guys that I ran cross country with. It lasts a lifetime, just so you know. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I know anybody that's been involved in any kind of an activity where it's a, a tight-knit group of friends, uh, you will probably, uh, that, that'll probably last a lifetime. So it, g- good job, you, for uh, you know, noticing it now and being able to live those moments the, you know, right now in the moment rather than you know, 20 years from now saying, gosh, you know what, I kind of miss those guys. That was a <laughs> lot of fun. So uh, that, that's, I really appreciate that. Um, and, and thank you so much for the nice letter uh, that, you, that you posted on Facebook. Uh, and and if, had Jim not shared it, I wouldn't, wouldn't have seen it. But I think that I, I would imagine that you spoke for the rest of the team and that, that sentiment probably was, uh, was team-wide. Yeah, I, don't think, I think it doesn't always get noticed. Uh... Or like the crowd doesn't get thanked enough, maybe. But I mean, it's it's something else when you walk out on that field right before the game and uh, you see all those people. I mean, uh, Kale Kale Garrett actually my freshman year. Right. Um, I was talking to him at the end of the season, and he said, uh, "Just don't take advantage of this because it's not going to last forever." And he said, he told me every single time we took the field to stop for a second and take in, take it in, stop for a second and take it in, and then. Don't look back from there is what he told me. So and, I've and, just kind of taken that to heart ever since freshman. Right. And Kale Garrett is at the University of Missouri right now and playing playing linebacker. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And quite a good player and uh, represents Carney, Carney very well. Yeah, he does. And I don't – did we talk about the crowd on the air or were we off the air when we were talking about that? Well, we talked about – you know what? I'm not sure, Jim. It's, it's worth mentioning I'm getting, again. I'm getting yeah. so old. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, for – I know the feeling. You know, we'll mention it again if we did. The, the, the great thing about when we were at the game last week in Smithville, the Carney crowd filled up. So Smithville told us before we got there that they had the regular stands and then they had put some extra stuff out there. But the Carney crowd – went from goal line to goal line and all the way across and the, all the stands, all the bleachers they had and everything else were completely full. And it was really cool to see. And I, I would say, I mean, it's hard to say 100%, there were as many Carney fans there on that side as there were Smithville at their own uh, stadium. And I know they wanted the Carney people to park on the other side. And that parking lot, there were cars and places 
they're probably still fixing the grass. Right. I mean, there were cars everywhere on the Carney side. So the Carney, uh, the Carney support was outstanding that night. Uh, Aaron, I, I'm curious. Uh, we talked a little bit off the air about uh, potential recruiters, and uh, you had mentioned that you'd like to be playing football at the next level. Uh, are there any schools that you're interested in or any who have, who have called you at this point to, to talk about that? I mean, I've gotten a few letters in the mail from, like, Benedictine. I think I got one from Northwest saying about something and a couple others, but I really haven't decided much of what I want to do yet. Mm -hmm. I'm still deciding. Uh, do you have a, a course of study that you want to pursue, or do you think that you that football would be, if you can get somewhere on a football scholarship, then you'll decide? I mean, I was thinking probably engineering or something like that, mm -hmm. but if football gets a good offer somewhere, I can probably try and find something else. Right. Right. Now what what about you? What what are you going forward? Have you given any thought to what you want to do or what you want to I guess what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> well, I've gotten a few looks for football or and wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, I've gone on a couple of recruiting trips. Um but I want to be a software developer. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. We we're but, still but trying my pay grade. I'm still trying to <laughs> well, figure out what here, I want. Here's the to difference do. between you and us. We haven't grown up, but we have full time jobs. <laughs> Just yeah, if that makes any difference. Don't ever grow up. It's right. not fun. If you can keep playing. Did we I, I don't know, did we ask Dakota and um what they wanted to do when they or what they wanted to major in? I don't even know. I don't think so. Let's get them back in here. Now let's get gotta, all yeah, let's get them all in here. Yell yeah. all the No, I think it's okay to do that. Uh, and we're how are we doing on time, Brian? We've got uh, about six minutes six to minutes. go. Okay, so, so Dakota, what what um, you can just pull that mic up to you or whatever you want to do. What, there you go. Uh, and then Brian will yell at you when it's not right, it's <laughs> like he does to us all the time. So uh, outside of football, what do you want to study or what do you want to do when you get older? Uh, well, I want to major in education and be a football coach after. So there I you go. On, plan on staying around the game for as long as I can, I guess. How about you? Have you had some looks from uh, any any schools that uh, have talked to you yet? Yeah, uh, a, a few. Missouri Western and Truman are like the ones I'm looking at right now. Very good. So we'll and see. do you have a kind of a course of study that you'd like to pursue? I think you you mentioned teaching, obviously. Yeah. So I mean, I guess you just I go really in. Decided it. yet on that stuff? Yeah. I mean, it seems like everything's so specialized now that they, they kind of want you to decide, well, what do you want to teach? Yeah, you know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Don't right. do not do math. Yeah. Oh, no <laughs> way. Well, just take that from somebody who can't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any choice I'm in just here. saying. Uh, Patrick, how about you? Let's talk about what, what you've got coming up uh, in, in as far as college. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to pursue a career in, like, architecture or something, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Do some, go to college and, I don't know, hopefully. You're kind of like... Um, George Costanza or Art Mandalay. <laughs> you don't even know who nope, that is. I have no oh idea. It's generational. It's generational. Yeah, this, this is the, that's another one of the rude awakenings of age. Yes, there are people who don't understand our culture. That joke was hilarious uh, to okay. me. That, you that, that, I know. It's, well, uh, I you know, with such just few minutes left here, Coach, uh, first of all, thank you guys for coming in. Thank you for uh, having a wonderful season and being such good examples, I think, to the rest of the community and uh, being captains of the football team. I know uh, that is a, a thing that is not taken lightly by anyone when you're selected to be a leader of an entire football team. That says a lot about your own character, and it says a lot about uh, what, what the potential you guys have for the rest of your lives. Chopper, you've got something uh, to say. Yeah, we'd like to thank you guys for uh, doing all you do for our team. And um, I know like a lot of my family, and I'm sure these guys' families, when they can't make it to the game, they – they love listening to you guys, and they think you guys just do a wonderful job. And we just like to say thank you to you guys. Well, oh, you are appreciate sure, that. Yeah, thank we you. sure do. You, we, I tell you what, it's a labor of love. Um, we, you know what? If they if they doubled our, you know what? If they took our pay away, it wouldn't make any difference no, to us. No, no. Really and if we wouldn't. if they doubled it, it wouldn't either. <laughs> but I will say, the, <laughs> thanks, Mike. I uh, will say this um, while we're giving accolades and all that. Brian Watts, who you cannot see because he's not on the video, you never see him. But Brian does all the behind the scenes. Gets all the technical stuff set up, gets all the clips done, puts the commercials in so the station gets, you know, all the, the funds to keep everything running and everything else. So, Brian, thank you so much for doing everything you do. And if enough people would send requests in, would you put your face on Facebook or something so people could <laughs> see who you were? Everybody's like, who's this Brian? His last name really is Watts. It's not a joke like or anything. Brian Watts, get it? 
No, nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. Final yep. cricket. There's there the was. crickets. Yep. The final yep. cricket. Jim had to earn a cricket today. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to second that. No doubt about it. Uh, Brian Watts does a terrific job of everything he does here at the station, but we could not. There's no way we could have done the broadcast uh, without his production ability. And uh, and I can tell you the number of times that we've made mistakes on voiceovers and things like that. He manages to cover up a lot of our mistakes and makes us sound uh, a little smarter than we really are. <laughs> Which really isn't that difficult. No, <laughs> no. But thank you, Brian, for all that. And, and fellas, uh, again, thanks so much. And we wish you the best of luck. And it sounds like we may be seeing you then on the 16th, I would imagine. That's, yes, sir. Uh, yep, on Sunday. And that's, that's the banquet. So yes, I'm going to mark it on my calendar. I can't wait. Anything else, Coach, in closing? You know, I, I want to, first of all, thank you guys for allowing uh, AS to come up today and, and the whole season to uh, – talk about these guys um, and the team and, and obviously our coverage um, that you do for us. And, and it, it means a lot. Um, you know, I, I think it says a lot that you want to give back to the community, um, allow us to, to talk about the team and, and the great things that, that, that they're doing. And, um, you know, it, we'll uh, you know, look forward to, to, to next year and, and, and get things rolling again. And, um, you know, to the community, just a a shout out and, and huge thanks for all their support for home games, away games, um, all the other little things that, that they do and, and just their presence, uh, mean a lot, uh, to the team and, um, and, and definitely to, to me and, and the, and the football staff, uh, of their support. And, um, you know, it's, it's about the kids and, and about the, uh, uh, the things that we, we try to, to do each, each day and each year and, and, and obviously each season. So, uh, big thanks to the community for their support as well. It's, it means a lot, and sometimes that, you know, like Chopper said, it kind of goes on. They don't get to hear those things, right. but it, it is such a huge uh, piece of who we are sure is. Um, as a team and, and obviously as a community, and, and we take a lot of pride in, in, in going to battle and, and competing each Friday um, for the town of Kearney and, and for the community. Well, uh, words well spoken, Coach. Uh, we have had just a terrific time this season with you, and I'm looking forward to the – I'll count the days uh, to next season when we can do the same thing because it sure has been a lot of fun. Uh, I know we're getting close to the end of the show here. Again, thank you guys for all you did. Congratulations on a very successful season. This is the last Coach Gray show until next football season. I can't wait. I will be counting down the minutes to that. And thank you all so much for everything you've done for our radio station and for the community. We love the community of Kearney. Thanks for you guys representing the community of Kearney so well. We'll see you next year on the Coach Gray Show. Thanks so much.